I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while, and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job so if you're ready and serious to take the next step then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started again you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Joey where he's going to share with us how to use the art of storytelling to promote your business. Hey Joey, how are you? Hey Debbie, I am doing wonderfully. How are you? (laughs) I am great. Thank you again for being here with us. But before we get to all of your tips and tricks, uh, can you tell us about you and why you live in an offbeat life? Yes. I mean, I think by the end of this conversation, you'll be like, that guy's really offbeat. Um, (laughs) I do have a a nine to five, kind of the typical uh, at an communications agency in communications, where we do media relations, PR, social content, design, all all kinds of things to help clients better tell their stories. But I also am a freelance writer. I have a food blog. I have a basketball and pop culture newsletter, which is so delightful. Uh, I love basketball and pop culture, (laughs) which is why I started the newsletter. And then I'm also in a band. We're called Burning Years. Check us out. We've been mentioned in alternative press, which is really cool. (laughs) Shout out to AP. We love you. (laughs) Love it. Well, Joey has so many things on his plate. He's a very multi-talented type person, you know, and you seem to be well you are you're very creative and you definitely know how to tell a story because first that's what you do for a living and (laughs) you also are a writer a food blogger a musician pretty much anything that has storytelling you're there so you're definitely the person we want to go to for that so can you tell us exactly what it is because for some people they may be a bit confused of how and what it is, right? What is storytelling and how can you use this to actually gain more business? Yeah, I think storytelling, I mean, obviously, there's the the kind of classic definition of telling a story. Um, but I think the the ultimate goal for using it for business is that you want to evoke an emotion within people. And obviously, the ultimate goal is you'd like them to buy your product or service. But if you just come up to someone and immediately yell in their face, buy my product or service, they will not only run away, they might try and throw things behind them uh, while, while you're, they're running away from you, <laughs> as, as you often do when you're being chased. Um, but the, the sort of like act of storytelling, I think, can be broken down into a few different steps. And I think first it starts with understanding what your business and message is all about. I've worked with clients who 
openly say, they're like, our messaging that's on the website, we don't like it. <laughs> we think it's bad. We're working on redoing it. Sometimes they'll invite me into the conversation and be like, you know, we'd love to hear what you've got to say. And I think before you can really even start getting into any kind of storytelling, you need to figure that out. Obviously, it can change along the way. Maybe you come out with a new product, new service, or maybe just your business priorities shift over time. But before you can really start with effective storytelling, you need to understand sort of to, to keep the book theme going on, you need to understand the characters and the plot of your own business. And I think once you've established that, that's when you can kind of start laying the groundwork. And again, it doesn't need to be like some people hear story and they think, oh, it has to be like a novel length or like even several pages long or things like that. But that doesn't even necessarily need to be the case. I would even argue that on for like, a, let's say an app, like an error page on there, like the way you present that information to someone is part of telling your story. Like if you say, oh, that didn't work and no explanation, <laughs> I, I don't want to you know, harm the overlords at Google too harshly, <laughs> but they are great at this of, hey, here's an issue. And I'm like, okay, how, how <laughs> does it get solved? And no, no thing from that. But you can kind of turn that into sort of an element too of like, oh, you know, like maybe have some fun language in there, but also offering a solution for it. And I think that goes into kind of every little touch point that you have with whoever you're working with, whether it's a single customer, whether you're scaling and you've got a ton of customers, whoever you're talking with, you should be working on evoking some emotion, whether it's like, hey, I didn't know that. That's cool. You taught me something new. Whether it's putting yourself in a situation that you know they've been into of like, you know, again, if you are, let's say, a car service or, or an auto repair shop, like putting them into the situation of like, hey, you know, we've been stranded on the side of the road too. Like, that's why we started this business and kind of showing off uh, a little bit of almost like vulnerability and rawness um, within that, I think is super important as well. Because, Debbie, you and I both know if you are fake, people will see <laughs> through it and your stories have to be real. That doesn't mean you have to tell. 100% of like life that's going on. If you have a crazy ulcer or something, you probably don't need to share that. <laughs> but that could also work depending on what your business is. But it, it goes back to finding those sort of authentic and genuine moments and then connecting with people on that. And then once you do that, you have to do it several times. There's the the old stat, which I will get wrong, but it's something like people need to see something, I think it's seven or eight times before it really kind of sticks in with them. And so telling that story and finding tweaks and modifications to it where the core message is the same, but maybe there's some some shifts along the way uh, is a, a wonderful goal to work on. And it's a fun creative exercise too. <laughs> I love that. Well, you gave us a lot of different tips, right? Like how to make sure to tell that story in order to make that interesting. You really have to evoke emotions. You have to make sure somebody's reading it or watching it and there's a feeling behind it, right? And um, it's relatable as well. But for somebody who's not as creative, they don't maybe know how to make their story like you you mentioned, maybe they have a car, it's a car company, right? And obviously, the the owner of this is probably not a good storyteller, you know, because that's not where his expertise lie. Where would be the first thing that you should go into if you don't want to hire somebody and you want to start this out yourself? Like what is the first or maybe the top three things that you can do to make something more interesting like a truth that seems boring to you 
make it more interesting for your ideal audience? Yeah, I think one of the things is to ask yourself why you started a business. And if the only answer was to make money, (laughs) then perhaps uh, your story might not be very interesting. But for most people, there is a background to it. You know, you can even even something I recently talked to someone who started a cutting board company. And he said, you know, that's like, he's like, that's not an interesting thing. Like people, you know, people buy cutting boards, but like, that's not, you know, it's not like a sexy new technology or anything like that. But the the memories that are evoked around it, he's like, you know, you're in the kitchen. That's where like all the memories of childhood happen. Like your mom made your favorite dinner. If you skinned your knee, they put you up on the kitchen counter. And so it was kind of encompassing the wider environment of it. So going back to our car company example, like you have memories of being in a car, getting your first driver's license. Well, I guess your only driver's license, but you know what I mean? Like getting <laughs> first getting your driver's license and the kind of the first time maybe you took the car out on your own and you didn't have your mom in the passenger seat trying to like hit an imaginary brake. Like going into adulthood, uh, right? That's like your first thing into adulthood is having your driver's license. Yeah, (laughs) and there's memories of, you know, hearing certain songs on the radio. Maybe there was, for me... Throwback to my uh, Miami friends, um, but Pretty Ricky, if you remember them, they uh, were an R&B group from like the 2000s. Their big song, Grind With Me, was on the radio all summer uh, between my junior and senior year of high school. And anytime I hear that song, it takes me back to going to summer league basketball games. And we'd be driving across the suburbs of Chicago while this song was playing. And we'd be like singing along in the car, like we're all harmonizing. And just this, it like takes you right back to that. And I think that's part of it as well is that you've you're you're bringing people to a certain memory and maybe the act of storytelling itself or the act of like what you sell itself is maybe not the most interesting thing but the memories that come around it and i think that again goes back to why you started your business in the first place is probably because it gives you good feelings and it makes you feel nice and like you're helping the world by selling whatever you're selling and i think that's a first element of it I also know some people not the most photogenic, um, but I think a story goes well with pictures. And I think people are more excited to see people that are like, hey, here's me. Here's who I am. Hello. And then they're like, oh, that, you know, that's a friendly looking person. Like, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll read some more about this. And that, part, like, you don't have to go crazy with a photo shoot. It's not like 8,000 pictures. But I think if you go to like an about me or about us page on a website, like, when you see people alongside their names, I think that does introduce like a little more authenticity to things. If it's like, oh, here's Earl. Like he's just, you know, he's a, he's a nice guy. Look at his background. Like that's super cool. And I think that's a good combination to kind of have those two together. And then just tell stories to other people that you're talking with. Like you, while you're kind of honing this messaging, like chat with maybe it's your employees or maybe it's someone you're living with at home, like a spouse or even, even like if your kids are old enough to understand the concept of stories, which I think most kids are smarter than we give them credit for sometimes. So just kind of like running different little ideas by them. Because um, I think it can be very easy to get into a bubble and be like, this is the best thing I've ever written. And then you show it to someone else and they rip it up in front of you and walk away. No, it's never, it's never that bad. But the, Like, what a horrible yeah. person. <laughs> and then you are not friends with them anymore. I know. <laughs> 
But those are those are really great tips. And one of the things that I also learned about storytelling is make it feel like a conversation, right? And not just like an article on like a scientific journal or something, you know? And I think once you make that into like a conversation between you and your reader, it seems more real. You seem more real. And even if it's a big company and they talk to you like you're an actual human being, there's something there that really gets you. There's that hook. One of the things that I I used to do is I would... um you know, as a podcaster, I would sometimes just record myself talking about a specific topic and then I would transcribe it and then just edit it. And it becomes so much more appealing that way, uh, especially if you're not a writer, too, if you're afraid of writing. And I think that's one way that you can definitely dive into storytelling without feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm so afraid to start writing. I don't know what to write. And, you know, and my husband's the same way he hates writing. I'm like, just make it into a conversation. Record yourself, transcribe it. Like there's things, apps that do that now and we can tweak it later. So it's such a great way to really boost up anything in your business. Now, another thing that I did want to ask you, Joey, is how do you translate that storytelling into actual income for a business, right? Because it's great once you have your story aligned, you have that hook, you get people in. Now, how do you gain that trust? Um, Well, actually, once you do, do that, you should have the trust, right? And then how do you translate that into to the dollars? Because, you know, that's what we all like, the dollar dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were gonna pull out prop money. I was I very know, excited like, for where? it. <laughs> or, or like those the the money shooting things to be like, hey, I don't know what those things are called. <laughs> Just like money, money cannons, I guess. I yeah, yeah, money cannons, whatever. <laughs> Got to get one of those. That'll be on the uh, the holiday wish list next year. That'll be great. <laughs> I well, would I, like to be in person, Joey, when you do that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we will we will meet up somewhere and yeah, I will let I would you take like a turn on the money, money. cannon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want a turn. I want the money coming. Oh, you want from the it. okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair. I'll shoot the cannon. You can you yeah, can the like, money. Yay, just for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, to answer your question, outside of money cannons, which that's a great way to get money as well. But I, I think you touched on the key component there is is building that trust. And it comes from a little bit. I know a lot of people like to preach like, hey, give away like all kinds of free stuff, which I don't know if you necessarily have to do. But I think you do need sort of that foundational level of trust of like, okay, this is someone that knows what they're talking about. And understands kind of like the issues that that I have that their product can solve. And I think once you can showcase that, people are a lot more willing to buy. And there's going to be some people that, you know, whether they subscribe to a mailing list or come visit your site regularly, that will never buy the product. And that is totally fine. Like there's, there's going to be people like that. You, you're not going to have a 100% conversion rate on everyone that comes to, to see what you're all about. But the people that where you can paint that picture of hey, I understand what your problem is and here's how we solve it. And when they can see that, they're way more likely to purchase. So in my case, as a freelance writer, in many cases, I'm working with companies um, on kind of like content marketing writing. So if I can 
see like, hey, your problem is that you want to be like ranking for certain keywords or you've got, uh, you know, you've got like two blogs and they were posted like six months apart. You know, you need like a more consistent cadence type of thing. And having that conversation with them and understanding like, okay, these are like the areas they know they're struggling with. And then here are some areas that they really don't identify as problems, but like those also are ones. And then to show like, hey, here's how I can help you solve that. And in many cases, if you can make their lives easier along the way, that's a huge thing too. So if you can show all of that, which I know, it's not always easy, but <laughs> I, I very much enjoy the idea of, of speaking. If you're like, hey, a blinking cursor is terrifying to me, you can certainly talk. I'd even say, like, go out on a walk and you get the fresh air, like pop up your notes app or the voice memo, I guess the voice recorder, whatever it's officially called. <laughs> Whatever, whatever your phone calls it. Um, and then just speak while you're taking a walk. And then, yeah, you can transcribe it later. That turns into content. But some, for some people, it's just easier to, to blurt stuff out. And I, I like call it the, you know, the brain vomit or whatever you'd like to, to term it if vomit's kind of a gross word. So like a brain, <laughs> brain meld, mashup, all that good stuff. And when you have that like, solution-oriented portion of your story, people are like, wait a minute. Yeah, like you've been dishing out good stuff. I'm on board. Let's do it. Yeah. And and that's the thing. You have to really be able to give them something that they can use and not just like, hey, buy this. Like I won't give you anything until you buy something from me. Because another thing too, for me as a buyer, when I see these things, what I automatically think to myself is if you're giving me a lot of really great stuff, I'm sure the paid stuff is going to be even better, right? But if you're not giving me anything and everything is like, you have to pay for everything, I'm like, screw you. Like, I don't know you. You're not giving me anything. It's not helpful. If you're not helpful, then it has no use for me. So that's, you know, that's a really great way of doing it. And obviously, there's a fine line between giving everything away to giving some good bits, but they need certain parts that they have to buy as well. So I love that, Joey. Um, and yes, like just, you know, some, for some people, it's really stressful. Writing is really stressful. And it's a good way to just record yourself because, you know, we all like to talk, at least most of us. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, some, and I've seen some people that do that too. They'll send out a, a, you know, an email newsletter and it's maybe like an intro paragraph and an outro paragraph. And then in between, it's a video of them talking for a few minutes um, because they're just like, hey, I can either I'm like demoing something or I just feel more comfortable speaking. And it's it's never a fancy setup. Like they don't have an elaborate green screen behind them where they're cruising the streets of Milan while they're <laughs> chatting with you. Like it's just them like in front of a wall. And that doesn't have to be crazy high production quality. But again, it shows the person's face so they can see you and they're like, oh, yes, like I, you know, I hear what you're saying. Like I, I, I feel like I'm having a conversation with you. And I think that is a, a great alternative to people when they see, they see like a blank page and they're like, how do I fill this? <laughs> you can get creative. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Joey, for all of these incredible tips that you gave us. We really appreciate it. I'm definitely going to, I took notes. I took oh, notes lovely. for sure. Um, and we'll be using this. So <laughs> th thank you, Joey. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me at joeyheld.com. Eight letters, very simple <laughs> to do. And then I am also on Twitter at Joseph Currency. So come say hello and you can... 
I'd say like 70% of my tweets are good, but I don't tweet very often. So I won't be like all over your timeline like some people are. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Make sure you check him out there. And again, Joey, thank you for all of the tips that you gave us. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Joey. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how he uses personal connections to land dream clients. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.